재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Corruption is a problem in many countries around the world. It is a problem here in South Korea, perhaps uh, to a greater extent. Transparency International, a global corruption watchdog, ranked the country 27th out of 34 members of the OECD in its perceived corruption index last year. It's uh, always hovering around that uh, bottom tier. So people recognize corruption is a problem, and uh, there's been a serious effort to try to root out corruption. And one of the ways to do it, a dramatic way, was a sweeping bill, which is set to take effect on September 28th. We've talked about it uh, several times in our program into the lead-up of this bill's passage. It is colloquially known as the Kim Young-nan Act, but uh, there are still some misgivings, and we've been hearing reports on that in recent weeks. Give us your thoughts. Do you support this bill? Uh, do you think it needs to be tweaked? Text us at pound 1013 for 51, or send us a Kakao Talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. We have two great panelists joining us here in the studio. First, from Law and Business Research Center, attorney and CEO, Lee j i s u Thank you so much for joining us once again. Hello, hi. And joining us as well from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, law professor, our good friend, Hwang Jong-wook, Professor Hwang, thank you for joining us. Good evening, Henry. Okay, uh, I feel like we've talked about this several <laughs> times before, Professor Hwang, but just once again, uh, for our listeners who may not have caught the prior panel discussions, just give us a brief rundown on the Kim Young-nan Act, uh, what its main goal is and how it came about. Basically, it's an anti-corruption law, and originally the main law was passed back in March of 2015. And if you remember, that's when the political atmosphere, right after, uh, sometime after the Sewer Ferry disaster, kind of pushed the uh, the polit- politicians actually do something. And so this act actually had bipartisan support back then. Recently, it became more of a big issue because the implementing regulations just came out. So basically, it sets uh, strict limits on you know amount of uh, 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 Monetary limits on you know kind of lunches you can take and the gifts you can receive for and then it applies to uh, all, all the public officials, teachers, and reporters. So it does affect uh, literally millions of people who fall into one of those categories. Right. So there was bipartisan support for it. Uh, there was a pretty uh, tense uh, time uh, when it was passed. Uh, there is also. Uh, I'm hearing some bipartisan opposition to it as well in certain right. pockets of society. Uh, the politicians, um, even I remember last time they were saying that um, people like myself could mm-hmm. could be subject to this. If let's say, um, Mr. Lee, you bought me a nice lunch, and the next time I talked about an issue that uh, you were advocating, that that could get me in trouble. Yes, hypothetically speaking, certainly. exactly which groups are subject to this law, and what penal- what are the penalties? Well, the law stipulates that. Uh, uh, public officials, journalists, and private school faculties—you know—who are treated to meals co- costing more than three thousand won can be fined and also can be, uh, you know, criminally punished. And it goes further and says, uh, you know, the limit uh, uh, of gift—it sets the limits of the gift to fifty thousand Korean won and money for congratulations and condolences to hundred thousand won, and it goes for uh, on and on. And, and the point that it is trying to make is that you know whether it is a public officials or teachers or you know journalists, 
they should not receive any kind of perks. Right. So I guess the loophole would be if you bought me a roll of kimbap that cost 2,500 won, exactly. it'd be totally legal. The only part of journalists. I mean, the, uh, the way you look at the Korean version of the law, it says you could be also sure. be interpreted as a part of the journalist. Those uh, people who work for the mass media, you know, so it's yeah. much more uh, wider than just the word journalist. And that's a, I guess, normally you would think, Oh, wow, that's pretty scary if you didn't realize you could be subject to this law. But, Professor Huang, I, I guess the scope of this is pretty broad. Two million people potentially are under the auspices of this regulation. It includes also the wives, the spouses, yeah, or the husbands right. mm-hmm. of uh, public servants. Right. Uh, if you talk about that, it could be maybe uh, over four million people. That's almost a tenth of the population. Um is that fair game? I, I guess some people would say, hey, man, if I'm just a, a spouse of, of a public official, what I do in my free time is my own business. If I get a gift that, that shouldn't uh, make me subject to some kind of legal punishment, um, is that aspect of it flexible? And is, do you agree with some people who say this is a little bit kind of, I suppose, a, a bit too onerous in certain aspects? Well, if you look at the Converse case, if we d- decided to exclude spouses, that would be an obvious loophole to the to the law. So it really wouldn't make sense to create such an obvious loophole. On the other hand, the question is, would there be some innocent uh, uh, people who might get you know uh, uh, trapped in this law just just because it really doesn't look into you know people's intention? You just look at whether spouses and uh, those under under the law actually accept gifts or you know ha- have lunches like that. But at the same time, if you think about uh, think about people, you know, going out for the meals costing more than thirty thousand won, or getting gifts uh, above fifty thousand won, you sort of have to uh, say that okay, so this is probably going to be some verified upper class part of this uh, the, the Korean population, and I'm not really sure how how many innocent victims will be out of this subset. You know, I mean, we could look at how the law operates for a while and see that hey, if there's a large cases of innocent victims, maybe we can come back to it. But I have not seen anybody really pointing out, hey, here's an innocent case that will get designated as illegal by the law. Right. Like, so hypothetically, some super low level regional public officers, wife or husband, maybe received a gift in excess of 50,001. And that was no bad, mal, mal, uh, bad attention. But if they were punished, that could be one of the cases where you're saying that it could be. Sure. If there are lots of cases like that, yeah, and we can come back and say, hey, maybe there are a lot of cases that we haven't really talked about. And at the same time, you know, uh, how many people really give gifts to each other that is about 50,001? You know, I, I do yeah. have some doubts. And if I could add some comments, you know, we've been dealing this situation for many, many years. And, and Henry, you pointed out at the beginning of this uh, program that, you know, we've been uh, uh, known as highly corrupted nation. And we tried many different measures and we introduced many different laws, but it never worked quite well. So at some point, you know, the lawmakers decided we need some draconic uh, laws in order to deal with the situation. I know there are some, you know, uh, uh, complaints about the, the laws, but hey, let's deal with the reality, you know. We have to come, uh, you know, deal with this situation. Sometimes drastic. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Now, yesterday, this is an interesting kind of, I guess, coincidence, but it was Teacher's Day here in Korea. Um, I I have 
some I have a kid that goes to Aldenese, right, a nursery right, school. Right, and right. so this is teachers saying, now I have friends who take their kids to other nursery right. schools. Some of them have these very strict policies. Mm-hmm. We forbid, we're not going to accept any okay. any gifts whatsoever for mm-hmm. teachers say, so don't even um, try to do that. <clears throat> Our nursery school doesn't have that <laughs> policy. And so it's, oh. it's, it's mind-boggling and crazy to me to see that there is even that level of Nunchi or sort of awareness where the right, parents right, are all kind of right, wondering right. and going, how much value of a gift mm-hmm, is going to be deemed mm-hmm, sufficient mm-hmm, so that I can curry favor and say, hey, can you, you know, help out my kid or be, pay a little extra mm-hmm, attention? Mm-hmm. But that, well, it brings us back to this bill is that maybe another uh, indirect loophole is that it could kind of bring about that deep-rooted culture of chunji, right? That kind right, of, uh, hey, here's just a goodwill gesture, right, but right, wink, uh, wink, nod, nod, right? right, right. Is that possible? I'm sure it does. I mean, uh, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, more and more if you, uh, uh, as Henry, you pointed out, you know, uh, uh, let's think about 10 years ago, uh, you know, giving some some perk or, or, or token of appreciation to uh, one's children's uh, teacher was widely accepted. But, you know, today, well, as you point out, they don't want the parents to show up uh, to the care, uh, you know, to, to, to the children's uh, school or, or, or kindergarten, whatever it is. And now, I mean, uh, the point uh, that some people are making, you know, isn't it setting sort of a, a standard price uh, so that everybody, you know, every parent must sort of feel like it is, you know, something that must be a, a paid? I, I don't think it, it is a, a applicable uh, under the current situation, you know. Uh, many teachers, after being uh, fed up with this issue for many years, they don't welcome parents May, uh, you know, coming to the school anymore. So wh- why it, why is it so is it becoming a a new issue at this point? I don't think, see the point. Yeah, and it, it's really commonsensical as far as the way you and uh, Professor Wong have been uh, explaining the situation. Uh, nevertheless, uh, th- there are still people who will be opposed to this all the way up to the lead up to that September day of uh, implementation and when the enforcement takes place. We're going to take a short break. We'll get more analysis on this. Also, be joined by an economist and get his thoughts on the issue. Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.